0: Tonight's not really going to be like the most deep theological thing that you've ever heard me, hear, heard me preach on. Uh, honestly, most of you guys that know me know that probably what I'm going to talk about tonight is more of a topical thing, and that's not really my jam. I'd rather just get into the Word and just kind of open it up and just say, this is what Scripture says. Um, but this is not original to me. This is something that I found a few years back What I'm going to talk about tonight. Um, but it's something that is is super super applicable for your life of where you guys are right now. Um, you probably see a clock behind me. I think yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about time management. And you're like, oh, this is going to suck. And by the way, if you're young enough in here and your parents don't want you to say that word, then don't go home and say that. Um, but all right, so let's let's roll in. We're going to look at some passages of scripture, but um, talking about this. How many of you guys will agree with this statement? We live in a culture that demands instant gratification. Right? Why do I say that? Why do I say that we live in a culture that demands instant gratification? Right now. And then if we don't have it now, it's already too late. What are some things that you guys want right now? Money. (laughs) Money. Money. Uh, What else? Food? Someone said food? That's what I'm talking about. How many of you guys put stuff in the microwave and you put it on for three minutes to heat up and you take it out at two minutes and 45 seconds? Because three minutes is 15 seconds too long. See? We, we are people that we desire instant gratification. Let me, let me give you, some, let me give you some, uh, some, some facts and some figures on why I say this. Um, because the reason I want, I want you to hear this, we're instant gratification, but we also are a generation that squanders our time so poor. We waste so much time. Listen to these things. Um, I want to see how close you guys get to this. How much time per month does the average American spend social networking? Let me give you some some choices. Two hours, 1.7 hours, 9.3 hours, or 6.9 hours. How much time per month does the average American spend social networking? You would think. Actually, it's a little lower than that. 6.9. Almost seven hours a month we spend social networking. Now, you think about that seven hours. You're like, that's it. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? You go back to. Sleep. You go back to sleep. <laughs> first thing you do in the morning when you wake up is you hit the snooze button on your what? Your phone. Thank you. I'm talking to my people. Some of those old people that I teach, your parents, I teach their Sunday school class. They're like, well, no, we wake up to an alarm clock. I'm like, you don't use your phone. I'm like. No. Anyway, so that's another generation. But, and then what is the first thing that you usually do? You got to check Instagram because that's the last thing you did before you went to sleep, right? But you just have to see what happened in the middle of the night. Maybe somebody had like this really awesome picture that they forgot to post. And I'll be honest, I'm getting so old. I don't know if the rules are you can only post one picture a day or you can post multiple pictures a day. You know what? I'll be, I don't care. If I want to post a picture, I'm posting a picture. But, so what do you do? You you get on Instagram and you find out what's the first thing that's happened. What do I usually do? What's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning? Most of you guys see it every morning. Post an image verse. That's right. Those people that follow me, they're like, he's such a Bible thumper. I'm like, thank you. Um, So 6.9 hours. That takes about 15 to 20 seconds. So that's why this adds up. All right. How much time per month does the average American spend watching regular television? Now, this is hard for you guys to understand. There's actually people that don't like always watch Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. They actually like turn their TV on and watch their TV. <laughs> Foreign to us, but all right. So how many hours per month does the average American spend watching TV? I'll just say you this. It's about 60 hours. 60 hours per month. That's a lot. Um, most people spend much more time than that, but that's the average. Um, I don't care about the peak television time. That's boring. It's during the middle of the day. You guys are at school I know what you're doing. You're Huluing, you're Amazon priming, or you're Netflixing in the middle of school. That's what you guys do. All right. Back in 2012, this is a little dated. This is about Blue Ryan off of his chair when I told him this. Now, stick with me. We're all our people. All right. I'm an Armerchian for the most part. There's some smart people in here that are Rome and model and different schools, but most of us predominantly in here are and So we got to go slow on this one. All right. Ready? Here we go. All right. I'm going to say this real slow. According to the NBC News, if you add up the minutes spent on social media just during the month of July of 2012 in the United States, how many years would it add up to? (laughs) All right. During the month of July of 2012, if you take all of the minutes that Americans spent on social media and you added it up, how many years would it add up to be? 100 years? Six years? Are you ready? 230,060 years. 230,000 years. That's what the average American total all of us spent on social media in July of 2012. All of this to say that we are a people that want things now, 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 now. And by the time I get to that last now, it's too late. We're a people that waste our time. I mean, let's be honest. So that's, that's what we're talking about uh, today, uh, why we need to talk about instant gratification, because, you know, you got a Taco Bell. Sorry, most of them go to Taco Bell, Ron, except for you. After school, you guys go to Taco Bell because it's, you know, a little, little piece of heaven, right? You, it's, cheap. it's cheap, that's exactly right. You get the cheesy potatoes or something along those lines, But you go, and there's two cars in front of you. What do you do? You're like, come on, man, stinking cars. Sunday mornings, case in point, this Bojangles up here is like the fastest place that will give you some pig and some eggs and all that stuff. We go there every Sunday morning. That's what my girls have to have. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll get some eggs. So we go through there. I use this to David and Misty. Um, If there's three cars in line, what do you do? You're like, come on, man, are you kidding me? But it takes like 30 seconds. Because we want something now, I hit the popcorn button. I am that person. If I hit the popcorn button, I'll take the popcorn out before it finishes because I want my popcorn now. We have this art at our house. We are popcorn movie watching fools at the Egan household. Uh, we can just eat, finish eating like pork rib or something like that. Oh my gosh, I'm so full. You want popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> Extra salt, uh, Carson. That's why you see me running down the road, ten miles. It's not ten miles. <laughs> I'm going to have to go try to run 10 miles now. It's been a while since I've tried to run 10 miles, just to see if I can do it. A while? while? About a month. month? Yeah. Anybody? Got my back. Thank you. All right. (laughs) But, so my point is this. We're popcorn eating fools, but we we don't wait on the popcorn button. Why? Because it takes too long. How many of you guys go to the doctor's office? What are you guys, sick? What do you go to the doctor for? I'm just joking. Don't say that. But you go to the doctor's office, all right, you're my athletes in here, both send you to the doctor's office because you've got a hangnail. Um, I can have like a torn ACL, and he tells me to suck it up. You guys have a hangnail, and he's like, you've got to go see Dr. Floyd. Um, but, so you go to the doctor's office, you wait 10 minutes. What do you do? Oh my gosh, 10 stinking minutes. I've searched, I've searched social media so much. I've played NBA, all I can play. I've, I've tweeted, I've done this stuff. So, you see, I'm speaking. So, what do you do? You sit there, and you're like, man... That was four minutes. Now I've got six and a half minutes left. Why? Because that's too long. We take too long. We are those people, man. We want instant gratification. Um, but like I said, most of us will spend about 94.2 hours a month, which is almost four days, squandering our time completely. So that's why I want to talk to you guys about time management tonight uh, because um, we, we waste our time, but yet we always feel like, how many of you guys ever feel like you're running behind on your time? Most of us. And guys, I'm not going to say, <laughs> get two hands back there. I'm not going to say that I've perfected this. Uh, the, probably the person that is the best time manager in our house is our, our, our queen, my wife. Um, and then she makes all of us time manage. Uh, and we're about to talk about something in a few minutes, and when we do, Gabrielle's going to be like, oh, you got to be kidding me because we do this at our house. So, But let's get into this, because um, here's the reality. Some of you guys are. Where's my high schoolers? Freshmen, first time. Yep. There's a few of you in here. Okay. Did you fail a lot? Is that why you're a freshman again? Trailers back there. I'm, I'm a freshman. I didn't say you're built like one. You're. Actually, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking, man. You're you're like growing into it. You're almost like a senior now. All right. So for those of you guys that are transitioned from your from your middle school to your to your senior to your high school years. This is a good time to learn time management. For those of you guys, well, they're not in here yet, but next week they'll be in here, that just start middle school, time management. For those of you guys that are going into your senior year, time management. Because, Bubba, let me tell you what, college is coming fast. <laughs> those of you guys that are walking into your junior year, you're like, this is the hardest year. Especially if you're on honors and stuff like that, I'm getting the nods. They're like, already got tests coming. Uh, already got like those crazy fools like Miss Mallory telling me i got to do stuff. Miss Ratledge, she's killing me. You know, all those things are happening. Guys, here's the thing. If you don't learn how to manage your time, your time will manage you. So, all that being said, like any issue that we have, let's look at Scripture. We're going to be in Psalm. We're going to jump around a few places. Psalm chapter 90. I want you to see what chapter 90, Psalm chapter 90 verse 12 says when it comes to managing your time. And we're going to talk through this and a few other passages of Scripture. Psalm chapter 90 verse 12 says this. So teach us to number our days that we may have the heart of wisdom. So teach us to number our days that we may have a heart of wisdom. How do you number your days? What does Scripture mean when it talks about that? How many of you guys know the number of days that you will live? Does anybody? No. So how do we number our days? What is Scripture talking about when it says number our days? Well, here's what it means. We all know that we won't live physically forever, right? Now, we are made to live forever. We will live forever, whether it's in heaven or in hell. We will live forever. But here on this earth, we won't live forever. So in this life, on this side of death, we know that we have a limited number of days. And if you look at Scripture, it talks about that those number of days, are, they're short. They're just a vapor. They're a mist. They're here one day and gone the next. Trust me. When you start getting duties age, you really will understand this because those days are gone, right? No, I was going to say mine, but I saw him. When you get 42 like I am, you're going to start realizing like, holy cow, where did the days go? So the days start to roll by uh, really fast. We don't have the exact number of days that we live. So how do we number our days? It's this. How are we going to spend our life? What are we going to do with our life? What are we going to do with our days? What, what are those things going to look like? Now, are you a planner? Are you someone that plans your day out? Some of you guys are. I mean, I know some, some of you especially have a sister in particular that is like a planner. When we go on, when we go on trips, what time are we getting up? What time are we having lunch? What time are we going free time? What time are we doing this? I'm just kind of that guy that's like, yeah, we're going to do that when we feel like it. But are you a planner? Or are you a procrastinator? I have to tell you, my natural bent is procrastination. That's one thing I really have to work hard at. Let me give you a perfect example. When I was in college, um, I busted my head open. I uh, had a mountain biking accident. Uh, I got life flighted to a hospital that I worked at. I broke all the bones in this side of my face, all that stuff. I wanted for years to ride that helicopter. I finally did. I was unconscious. I don't remember that anything. Um, but I was in college. So when I, I missed two weeks of school, two weeks of work, all that other stuff. My professor in English, I'll never forget, she says, hey, look, you're in the middle of writing your thesis paper, so just finish, finish everything else over the next semester, from January to, like, May, over the next semester, just finish your thesis paper, I'll give you an incomplete, you've got plenty of time, when you turn it in, I'll grade it. I guess when I did it, May. My wife knows, because she was like, what? You're kidding me! I sat back there from Friday night until Sunday morning for church. And guess what? I got an A. (laughs) Who says you can't procrastinate? Can I have my pen back, please? I can't preach without it. Thank you. Um, So now, what did that mean? That meant that I sweated a lot. I worried a lot. But I I was a procrastinator. By natural bent, I I was a procrastinator at this time. Ministry has changed a lot of things. All right, so are you a procrastinator. Um, Here's another thing. Do you even think about how you're going to spend your time? Some people are planners, yes. Some people are procrastinators. And some people are just like, bro, I, I don't care. I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants, right? You got me? I'm just going to do what what feels natural. I'm going to go for it and stuff like that. Whatever you are, here's the big question when it comes to how are you going to spend your days? Where does God fit into this equation? Because that's the chief thing. Whether you're a procrastinator, whether you're somebody that really doesn't think much about how you spend your days, whether you're someone that plans your day out all the time, the big question really is, Where is God in this whole thing? That's why he says, teach us to number our days that we may have a heart of wisdom. All right, Ephesians, uh, roll over to Ephesians chapter five with me. Ephesians chapter five, we're gonna look at a couple of verses here, verses 15, 16, and 17. It says this, look carefully, then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, hopefully you haven't yet, but how many of you guys have ever had a test that you didn't study for? Right now, let's be what? You're grounded. See, in church, she's honest. No. Um, have you ever had a test you didn't study for? I mean, all of us, right? Why didn't you study? Did you know the test was coming? Yes, let's be real. You knew the test was coming. Did you know what to study for? Oh yeah, they they told you, they gave you a handout. What's that? Didn't you didn't want to? Oh, thank you. I'm glad somebody's honest. So you knew the test was coming, you knew what day the test was coming, you knew what to study for and all that stuff. So the big question is, why did we not study? I didn't want to. Because there's other things that I wanted to do in life. But here it comes. When test day comes, what is your prayer? What is it that you pray? God please give me wisdom to pass this test, right? I mean, I was barely even, well, I wasn't even really Joe Christian. I thought I was Joe Christian when I was in school, when I was in high school. And that's kind of where I was. Man, I would like pray every test day. And it was honestly, it was kind of one of these prayers. Lord, please give me wisdom to pass this test. Does God give us wisdom? Yes. Because God gave us wisdom. Here's what wisdom looks like. You know, that test that you knew that was coming? The test that you knew what was going to be on the test, the test that you, the day that you knew what was coming. Wisdom is when you use your time and you actually study for your test. God's like, bro, I've given you everything that you need to be successful. You just need to take a little step of initiative. So he, we always ask for wisdom, but God's given us wisdom for that test. He's, it says, look carefully then how you walk, not as the unwise. But as wise, making the best use of your time. What's the best use of your time? To plan ahead, to study, to do these things that you need to do uh, in class and in school. Um, It also talks about this, living wise. Um, Now, how do we relate time management to living wise? Follow this trend. If you waste your hours, you end up wasting your days. If you waste your days, then you end up wasting your life. See, if you squander your hours, those hours turn into a day that's lost. If you lose that whole day, then eventually you lose days and you lose, you lose your life. All of that just because we squandered some time. Now, can we stop the trend? Yes. But the reality of it is, is, that's how people get so far down the road to where they're like, man, where did time go? Because we've wasted hours. Hours turn into days. Days turn into a life. The reality of it is, is that when we learn to prioritize, when we learn to manage our life, um, you know, we, we can start making the most of those things. So, that's how that trend works. It also says this in that passage of Scripture, to make the most, the best use of time, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. How do you understand what the will of the Lord is? And I... I have that question asked to me all the time. Bob, I just don't understand what the Lord's will is. How do you you understand God's will for your life? I'm going to tell you, it's not that hard. It's right here. And I know most people are like, no, but but you don't understand. I'm talking about what's God's will of where I should go to college, for those of you that are going into your senior year. How, How do I know this is where God wants me to go to school? How do I know this is the major that God wants me to do? God doesn't say, I'm going to pick all of those things for you. God simply says this, I will be with you wherever you go to school. Now, are there some places that God's going to be like, hey, this is not for you? Yes. Are there some things in life where God's going to say, hey, that's the wrong choice? Yes. How do you know these things? Because you understand what God's will is. You know who God is by spending time reading the Word, starting to understand who He is, starting your day off that way, finishing your day that way, spending time in the middle of the day, whenever it is that you choose. For me, I usually choose to start my day off with Scripture. Most of you guys know, I've talked about this, I have a spot. Now, over the summer, was I good at going to my spot? No. Because we had this wild, stupid dog that hung around around our house. I don't want to be outside with her. I wanted to kill her. Uh, you didn't get her down to your house, did you? No. It was a little white wolf-looking thing. She was a pain in the butt. Uh, but anyway, it's cute, but mm, not a good dog. But so, and also over the summer, I was in Europe. I was at beach camp with you guys. I was all these places. So I didn't go to my spot. But for me, that, that's where I start my day. Am I perfect? No. <laughs> I have to start my day there because I'm not perfect. But so it doesn't matter where you do, but just are you prioritizing? Are you starting your day? Because that's how you want to find out what the will of the Lord is. All right, listen to this last one here that we're going to read. James chapter four, verse 14. It says this. Why you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life for you are mist? That appears for a little time and then vanishes. Here's the reality. And I say this to all of the seniors going into their senior year. You guys get this big head, complex. I'm a stud or a stud at. I've reached the top. You ain't nothing. You're nothing. That's what Scripture says. Scripture says that your life is nothing. Because you don't know what tomorrow will bring, what is your life? For you're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. In 180 school days, as a matter of fact now, 177 school days, you know what's going to happen? Somebody else is going to take on the crown. And then you know what's going to happen 180 school days after that? Somebody else is going to take after the crown. I love Ecclesiastes because Ecclesiastes says that, that, that time is a machine. All it does is it just comes through and chews you up and spits you out. Now, yes, will we remember guys like John Wesley, Charles Wesley? Yes. Will we remember people like Martin Luther? Yes. Will we remember people like Abraham Lincoln, George Washington? Yes. But how many people surrounded each of those guys that worked and we have no idea who they are? Because their life is nothing, it's a vapor. That's how our life is. So that's what he's talking about when he says, hey, it's, it's not about right now. It's not about what's happening, what's going to happen in your life. Uh, do you not know what tomorrow will bring? What's your life, your mist that appears for just a little while? So why are we talking about that? Because here's the thing. Don't get so stressed about life. You know what life is? It's life. Every single, if you look around the room, Every single person in this room, you know what they're doing? They're living life. and Here's the reality. Some of you guys are taking advantage, in a good way, of living your life to the fullest. How can you do that more? By managing your time. This is, this is the way that it works in the Agin household. We have a planner. We don't, but some people do. We have a planner every day. Stuff from school is written down. Every day, stuff that my wife teaches, and she's also a student. She's in her PhD program. But all of these things are written down. This is what we talked about in class today. These are the things that are coming up that I have to do. These are the priorities. I'm prioritizing these things. I do the same thing. It's back there, it's just electronic version. Everything. If you guys ever come up to me in church and you say, Hey, can you do so and so for me? I get my phone out, and what do I start doing? I add a task. Because my task is going to go off. Uh, most of you guys know I used, to, I used to work with the lacrosse team at Shorter. Kind of giving that up. I'm focusing my efforts more on, on some things going on in our merchy. But I used to work with the lacrosse team. When the assistant coach became the head coach, he was looking at my calendar because I was making a plan for something. He was like, holy crap, Coach Bob. You've got that much stuff on your calendar? I'm like, yeah. He said, how do you keep up with it? I said, I don't have to. That's why I put it in here. See, you can use things that will make you appear a lot smarter than you really are. Ryan asked me something today, bro, I don't know how you keep up. I said, I just put stuff on my calendar, and it just like, tells me where to go and what to do. And when it says, hey, go here, I'm like, okay. I go on to meet with them. Two days before, it usually has a reminder. Hey, you're meeting with someone about marriage on this day. Start looking over marriage stuff. So what do I do? Oh, okay, I got to look over marriage stuff. I look over marriage stuff. It's about prioritizing your life. See, it's, time is the same rule when it comes to money. Here it comes. If you don't manage your money, your money will manage you. If you don't manage your time, your time will manage you. We had, we had some people, well, I got to hurry, I got three things I got to tell you. We had some people that, we, that used to mentor my wife and I uh, when we first got married. Um, you know, when I'm first married, people come to me for marriage advice, you know what I tell them? I ain't been married long enough to give you marriage advice. You know, before I had kids, people come to me about kid advice. I'm like, I don't have a kid. How can I give you advice on kids? I don't know what it's like. So we found a couple that had been married for a long, long, long time. Uh, Freddie and Ellen Collins. They have five kids that are just like, one of them is probably going to be the president. One of his daughters. They're just that awesome. Um, but so we, we, we went and met with them. Occasionally, they'd take us out to eat and they would meet. And I'll never forget, Ellen, his wife, was telling Suzanne this, talking about how do you manage your time so much. She says, Suzanne, God gives everybody the same 24 hours a day, every single person. If you're feeling rushed, you probably have things in your life that God doesn't want in your life. You need to take those things out. See, if you feel rushed, if you feel like you're not getting all of your time done, you're probably doing something that's not of God's will. And I'll be honest with you, we're all guilty. Social media, TV, uh, gaming for you guys that are in here. We, we haven't not kind of jumped on that. Some of you girls, gaming, it's not just a guy thing. Hanging out with friends. Here's the thing. Right now, you guys are in school. You know what your number one priority is? Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Let's back up. Talking about time management, let me give you three things that I'm gonna, that you can grab hold of, put handles on, and walk out of here with. Here's three simple ways to get the most out of your time. First thing is this. Always, always, always make God your number one priority. Always. How am I going to do that? I barely get up in time for school. You know what? Get up earlier. If the hottest girl on TV or the hottest guy in movies came and said, hey, I'm going to be at your house at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning, you know what you'd do? You would break your neck getting up. Putting on some deodorant, brushing your teeth. Somebody from Grey's Anatomy walked in. You know who I'm talking about. Somebody from Grey's Anatomy is walking in. What are you going to do? You're going to kill yourself to get out of bed in time to meet with them. Guess what? Jesus is that much more invaluable and important. Make God your number one priority. Okay, hey, you're like, dude, I cannot function early in the morning. Awesome. Make God your number one priority before you go to bed at night. At some point during the day, make God your number one priority. Does that mean you have to give some things up? Possibly. Does that mean that you have to change your schedule around? Quite possibly. But however it takes, make God your number one priority. Second thing, after God is number one in your priority, prioritize things in your life. Right now, the number one thing in your life apart from God is this. You're a student. School is your number one priority. Here's the reality of it. Monday through Friday, you're going to class if you want to graduate and if you want to exempt your exams at the end of the year. So I would encourage you to go to class. Monday through Friday, you're going to go to class. You're going to have tests. You're going to have papers that are due. You're going to have homework. You're going to have all of these things that are taking place. All of this stuff is going to happen. Now, do you control it or does it control you? One day, you're going to look back if you're in seventh grade right now, uh, you're going to look back and you're going to be a senior. And you're going to say, holy cow, it seems just like yesterday I was in seventh grade. How does this happen? For those of you guys that are seniors, maybe you're going to say, dude, I remember when you first came here and I wasn't even a student ministry. How in the world am I a senior? The reality of it is, here it comes. You've heard the saying before, time waits for no man. Time will not wait for you. But you can control time if you control and you prioritize, if you prioritize things in your life. Third thing is this, hold yourself accountable. When you have your schedule, when you know what you do, all of you guys got this really cool thing just within the past couple of days. You know what it's called? It's called a school schedule. You have your schedule. Whether you're teaching, whether you're a student, whatever it is, you have this thing called a schedule. Let me encourage you to do this pray over your schedule. Why would I do that? Pray over my schedule that I would make wise choices in my class, that I would prioritize things properly in my class. Once you have an agenda set out if it's in the Egan household, you've got that thing written out, pray over this. Pray that and ask God to help keep you accountable. Now, and here's what I would encourage you to do. Go a step farther. Ask someone to help you stay accountable. Find someone that has flesh and skin and bones that you can touch and say, hey, this is my schedule. Can you help hold me accountable? Because here's the reality of it. I'm, I'm, I'm a realist. I know that God is first and foremost who we need to hold ourselves accountable to. But the reality of it is or sometimes you're like, okay, God, I don't really see or touch or feel or smell you. But you know what? I can smell Alyssa Brock. She just got finished with volleyball. I can really smell her. You know what? I can touch Alyssa Brock. Alyssa Brock can talk to me. I know that if I ask Alyssa to keep me accountable, then that's a physical thing that's going to happen. Ask someone to help keep you accountable because here's the thing. When you manage your time, there's freedom that comes in it. See, because if you know how much time you have to hang out, if you know how much time you have to study if you know how much time you have to hang out with that awesome significant other that you can't live without because they are the greatest thing since sliced bread manage that in your time when you do you don't feel guilty you don't say like oh man i've taken so much time away from my study or whatever so those are the three things make god your number one priority prioritize things in your life and then ask god to hold you accountable